the diamond, I realized the Amphitheatre Museum presents Mail and My Shoes. So I have a pair of boots in my hands which are black leather. They don't look like real leather, actually, perhaps that fake cheap synthetic stuff that you get. They're a size nine, they're quite large in that they go quite high up. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lace holes. So they would probably fit the purpose of being work person's boots, perhaps somebody who works outdoors. Although they don't appear to have been used very much for that purpose, they look quite brand new actually. There's a couple of scuffs on here, but nothing, nothing too untoward. You could probably get away with wearing these right now. These shoes belong to Shan Phillips, and this is her story. It's inky and oily at night. The water is black against the lights and it's almost viscous, the way it kind of slops over things. It does take on a really different quality at night, but the smell is always the same. This kind of... I feel like it's a metallic, sort of dirty smell, like it's washing London clean cleansing it. If I think about what I've seen and what I've encountered there, um, whether I was on the lifeboat or just walking around, you know, sometimes it's... Particularly initially, when you first see something that's untoward or sinister, it's always hard to believe it at first. And then you think, oh, no, that is ha really happening, that is really something. And, uh, and then you act, act on it. And I often felt that too, particularly at night, when things were happening. There was a real... Um, not a magical quality to it, but a... A strangeness. There, I don't think there is something personified in the Thames in the sense that it doesn't know what it's doing. But at the same time, you know, there is that element of chance and there is that element of circumstance and fate and timing and those are always present on a lifeboat. You know, any rescue situation is always a series of events that takes place culminating in someone needing urgent help. And there are often things that could materialise and change on a, on a pinhead, really. My name is Sean Phillips. I used to be a volunteer lifeboat woman 
um, and a full-time mechanic for the RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution on the River Thames. It's a very romantic thing, isn't it, the RNLI? I think I always remembered the story of Grace Darling as a child, this uh, young woman who rode out with her father to rescue people from the shipwreck on the northeast coast of England. She was a, a real hero in the true sense, you know. And I grew up with stories of sailors and seamen and my grandmother always used to talk of lighting candles in the attic. She lived right by the, the sea on the harbour so that the sailors could see the land. The first memory I ever had is a really young one, and I was at Barafundal Bay, which is a really famous beach in Pembrokeshire. It's a beautiful beach, but I must have been about two or three, and I got tumbled around in the waves, and my dad sort of pulled me out. But I went straight back in. You know, I wasn't sort of phased by it. I think it's the sense that you're reacting against something, that you are having a, a really physical relationship with the waves and the water and that you have to hold your own. And I think that that was really something that I was very good at as a young woman. I was very independent and strong and, yeah, I definitely had a, a relationship with the sea and, and the water. And I think eventually I needed something like that to stay in London and the Thames just became my ocean in the city, if you like. Comforting. It's always been comforting for me to be near water. But also at times, you know, quite disturbing and quite difficult. And in that way, it really reflects the ups and downs of life, really. The Thames has many people enjoying London and having a great time, but it's also got an underbelly of pain and sadness as well. I can remember helping people who were extremely pleased to be helped. Um, and also people who clearly didn't want to be helped. And I did become quite interested in the... in the act of suicide, really, and what motivates people to do it. And I think a lot of us did in, in, in the initial stages of putting the lifeboats on the Thames. That was one of the biggest challenges for all the crew members was understanding the psychology of suicidal incidents. So what, what's motivating these people? How can it be stopped? In some cases, why doesn't it stop? Why are there some people who just keep doing it? These questions are, are very difficult to answer, I think, and require a huge amount of empathy, ultimately, from everyone involved in order to to really try and understand each person individually and what's brought them to this situation what am I dealing with here what can I see in front of me 
Your brain is processing everything really quickly. Um, some people probably too shocked to speak. Some people just inconsolable. Some people feeling maybe in the really extreme sad cases that they'd quite like to just be left, you know. March. It was very cold. It was a very, very cold day. And we were called to a man on the south side of the river around about Blackfriars Bridge. And he was face down in the water. And... Um, we pulled him out and he was completely, you know, completely unconscious. And myself and the paramedic, who was a volunteer that day, resuscitated him. And he asked me why I'd saved him. And I remember him saying that he didn't deserve it. I don't think I said anything, but I think I just continued to, to be with him and hold his hand. Um, if I said anything at all, I would have disagreed. I know I would have done that instinctively. But whether I decided to say that or not, I think sometimes a physical gesture is more powerful and I think I just held his hand and made sure that he was warm, because he was very cold. Kept him warm. Shan's story was produced by Eleanor McDowell. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile In My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next. <laughs>